Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Uh, but hey, I don't know if you... Uh, oh, hey, I can't get over all the Gravedigger jokes and the... Uh, dude, just... I don't know why we were so enamored by Monster Truck Rally last night. It Mo- seemed like a... Uh, Monster Truck Rally and uh, uh, te- Tech Decks. <laughs> yeah. Who needs Deck Techs when you can do Deck Techs or Tech Decks? So yeah, I just said that all backwards. It just it all sounds the same and it's all equally ridiculous. But you know what isn't ridiculous, Adam? Being back for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. Guys, we are back. Thank you for being here with us. So we're coming off the coattails of a pretty busy day, Adam. And like I've said, I just said your name, so that means it's Adam Lane here with me as always. And guys, I'm your host, Chris Adams. Uh, Adam, how are you today, man? I'm good. My voice is a little scratchy, I feel. Uh, oh, yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, pretty good. Well, rest. I slept in today. Uh, the New Jersey guys left before I woke up, so. Oh, nice. What time do they uh, head out? I want. They probably they well. They had to have left before ten, so I was oh, around fair. when I woke up. Yeah, and I know. Uh, I know Sam, Ian, Alfred, uh, Serena, and Jacob head out. They headed out around ten thirty, and then I because um, we all stayed at an Airbnb, and then I came home and I slept for about another hour. It was a pretty exhausting but fun weekend, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, we'll talk about all that. And, uh, you know, a couple other things took place. Uh, you know, there was a uh, the Masters of uh, the Masajin Majusin. Masters mm-hmm. event, and then we had, um, you know, some spoilers come out. But Adam, you know as well as I do, there's only one place, one place where you can get all that information, just kind of under one roof. And do you know where that is, Adam? I think I know where this is going. You think you know where this is going? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you where it's going. It's the news. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I guess the first headline, we'll talk about the uh, the Mijicin finals. Am I saying that right? Is it Maysajin or uh, Mijicin? I thought it was like Mijinson. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong too. So Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, but we know what we're talking about and everyone does too. And it was their, um, it was, I want to say it was the final event. Yeah, well, so they, they had had all these qualifiers leading up. This is kind of like mm-hmm. their petite cups, I think. Yeah. Um, and so they had a finals and this was like the culmination of that. Um, and it was like a... Kind of a, a different take on the two deck format, right? Yeah, because I remember when um over the holidays when I was on the Crystal Tower podcast, we also had a uh, Bond on there, and he had kind of talked that this is how it was going to be. It was a two deck format. They there was standard and title. Yeah, which I think is really cool. I know some people might not be a huge fan of it, but I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I think it's excellent. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. And perhaps that's something that's maybe a little bit easier to integrate than draft. And I say that because, you know, title is something that's been kind of, I guess, I don't want to use the word practiced, but it's something that we've seen more in events, Um, specifically overseas. I know they love title in Japan. And, you know, obviously that's where this event was. So, you know, having... You know, having a format that's been pretty tested over there in addition to this, I'd love to hear some feedback from people that were there. Maybe maybe we'll see an article in the future of how that actually went. But uh, mm-hmm. but Adam, I know you, we, we haven't seen much in the way of deck lists, but you said you uh, you know you saw what the finals were. I didn't get to catch the stream, really, uh, because you know, yeah, we, were, we were doing our stuff. You can go back and watch it. Yeah. yeah, it's on YouTube, the whole VOD. Um, but I did peek at like the finals, and um, I, I don't know the names because I can't read Japanese. But, uh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> But the finals was uh, Mono Win Chocobos and Final Fantasy fourteen title versus mm-hmm. uh, Earth Wind and Final Fantasy seven title, I believe. 
and the music to your ears. Yeah, and the and the and the Chocobos plus fourteen title took it. Nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, so that's one of the things I'm gonna do today. Actually, I'm gonna get caught up and you know kind of go through that vod and see um, you know just kind of see the way things were done there because I bet there's some pretty interesting lists. And uh, I mean, obviously with Mono Win Chocobos taking the whole thing, so that you know that uh, that deck's still very much alive over there. Yep. We'll dive right into uh, you know some some spoilers were released over there, but then we also did have a card of the week over here. So let's go over these new uh, these new Opus Eight spoilers that we've seen, Adam. We got some we got some juicy ones. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with the card of the week. I'll just go in order and how they were kind of shown. Um, yeah. So the card of the week was Undead Princess. She's a two CP Earth Forward um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles five um, K. Uh, when she mm-hmm. enters the field, you choose a forward. Uh, if your opponent doesn't pay three, it cannot attack or block this turn. And then her second ability is put two earth backups into the break zone. Player onto the field dull. You can only use this ability if she's in your break zone. Uh, I think the card's really cool. Um, the fact that it's Crystal Chronicles is always nice. Yep. Um, means it's searchable off of like Epitaph or, you know, whatever. Um, and the fact that it, it kind of gives earth like, or, you know, yeah, any deck that has, you know, majority earth backups, kind of like this this instant speed, um, Almost like a not not a counter spell per se, but like it's something you can put into play instant speed and be like, boom, yeah, uh, you know that thing. You're, you're you're paying extra for that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like the big flan, right? Um, yeah, I think it does the exact. The first ability is the exact same, but obviously flan has to already be on the field mm-hmm. in order to pop it to do that. And most people are just playing flan to pitch and find off the ice flan. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I mean, but I think it's interesting, especially since she could replay her. It forces your opponent to like constantly have to think about that that thirty CP. Like, can they afford it if they decide to do it to attack, or you know, yeah, c- can they push through the game and they can't block things like that? And then it becomes one of these crazy things where you can like you can pay two Earth and two Fire backups, Phoenix it back in, you know, block with it, yep. make something you know, something can else can attack, and then if they got another forward. You know, you can just pay the two backups, bring it back in, and then something else can attack unless they're paying six. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can always stack it like that. Um, I think the coolest thing is the fact that her second ability can be done on your opponent's turn, and it puts her directly yeah. into play. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of things that are one of the things that people are missing is that this gives Earth access to, like, a pseudo-haste yeah, kind of an ability. Yeah, that's huge. That's uh, huge. So, so it, again, it's not true haste, right? Like, it comes to the field, and your opponent has a chance to play something else. But uh-huh. if you've seen that your opponent has like kind of pushed all that they can for that turn, and uh-huh. they're only able to block maybe maybe they're on six points of damage and they're only able to block the fords they have on board, and of course uh-huh. in in Earth you don't really have to play around haste right now, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But at, at the end of their main two, you break two of your Earth backups, you put this onto the field dull, and now that's an extra attacker that they have to deal with and do math around. Um, yeah, I think I think it's really neat. I think it's a, a card that I um, I I, I want to use. Um, and I can't wait to see what kind of uh, what kind of neat stuff people do with it. And it's a you know it's a, a solid Earth heroic. Yeah, I, th- I think she's like an interesting card. Um, and, and again, I think she's just like the way she's designed. I think is really cool. I don't think she's gonna be like a super like a three of or something. But I think like um, I think you're gonna see her. Uh, and I'm interested to mess with her as well, for sure. Yeah, and it gives it gives Earth some kind of something a little, with a little more depth as opposed to just like here's a guy. I'm yep. going to attack, you know. So it, yep. it gives them something really neat to do. It gives them a little more interaction outside of like a like a, a hecaton chair on your opponent's turn. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's neat. But then we also got some spoilers from the uh, again from the uh, Japanese event. Yeah. So the first four spoilers are from that um, Majinsen final that they showed. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Aroha. She's a three mm-hmm. CP fire forward, um, category eleven and Mobius. 
which is relevant. Yep, seven k. Uh, if if a fire cor- character you control character, not just forwards, uh, mm-hmm. deals damage to a forward, uh, the damage is increased by one thousand instead. And then she has dull. Choose one forward, deal it a thousand damage. Uh, I mean, I'll start with this one. So I, I think this mm-hmm. card's actually pretty good. Uh, she is a lot mm-hmm. like uh, the 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 heroic Porum. Yeah, but she costs one less at the same power level, and she's one sided, not dual sided. But it's huge. But it's only for one color, right? Like if you're playing Fire X, like it only affects your fire characters, um, mm-hmm. and it also affects your backups. So like things like uh, the Opus Four Black Mage that deals five k to two. This will make it deal six k to two. Um, thing any any kind of uh, the Scholar, right? The two CP Scholar that does three k to the board will do four k mm-hmm. to the board. What about the uh, the the Haste Ranger that does two k to the yeah, board it, when it attacks? Yep, it'll do three k to the board. Yep. yep. And uh, yes. and then her ability basically reads dull deal two k right so mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. so like I, th- I think that's really neat um, I think you know there's some, there's a lot that it can do with that obviously you know fires showing some really solid cards um, and the fact that this is eleven also kind of adds on to the um, the Volker stuff the, yeah the yep. Volker strategy and Archangel I mean not that this is really improving Archangel at all but you know the fact that it's an eleven category with a, with a relevant effect in that color makes it you know, makes it something that you know that you want while playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and the, the interesting thing is too, I feel like we've talked about this a lot, and we joke about it, but like straight break effects for fire. Volker is one of the few actually. Uh, yeah, absolutely. His S breaks a, a block. They have to be blocking though, so it's a little. It's not just like a, you can break whatever you want, but it, it is a straight mm-hmm. break. So. I mean, he's no Edgar. He doesn't come into <laughs> the game ready to plow, but you know, it's fine. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I think she's solid, and it can also mess with some math, right? Because she's a Phoenix target too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. I think I think she's a neat one, and we got we got a couple other juicy ones here too. Yeah, so so this one I definitely read wrong the first time I read it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a four, new Alexander. It's a four CP mm-hmm. summon, uh, category seven, and Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um, choose one character, cost four more, and break it. Is this the first dual category summon? It now, might be. Now that I think about it, um, I, I'd have to go back and look. I'm not 100 uh, sure. No, Ra- Ramu is Mobius in seven as well. The Opus, the Opus I th- six. I thought they just say seven, even though they have Mobius art. I think they just have seven on the card. No, it says Mobius in seven. The only reason I know that is because I have it right here in my hand. Okay, I got you. Maybe yeah, yeah. I just didn't think about it. But yeah, yeah so no, was, yeah, so and I, I think Titans like that as well. I think I like the you. Mobius seven ones might be that way. Okay, I thought Leviathan just said seven on it, but I, I could again, I'm probably wrong. Um. So it's choose one character of cost four or more, so break good. it. So when I first read this, I definitely just thought it said forward. I just assumed. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, this is sucks. This card's crap. But um, the fact that it says character definitely makes it a bigger deal. Uh, I'm still on the fence about it. I, 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 I like a lot of things that it can kill. Mm-hmm. But, but is it, wor- it going to be worth slots in your, in your win decks, right? Is this a green card that's worth playing? And I know people are like, oh, well, you can search it with hope. But then now we're getting to the point where like, are we making room for five to six cards in our deck for Hope and Alexander? Yeah, yeah. Is Family Matters dot deck going to be the way to play it now? Um, it depends, right? Um, because now I think the big thing with Alexander is I I, I can definitely see maybe seeing one or two because now it gives Wind the ability if you're not playing if you're unless you know and you don't have to be specifically playing Wind Earth anymore mm-hmm. to pretty much break a backup of any cost now. Yep. So nothing's safe. Uh, no, none of your backups are safe now. Against, uh, against it, wind, it, yeah. 
against wind and that's and to me that's huge um and you know a lot of people run you know one or two archers i could easily see making room for like one or two of these because you can always you don't necessarily need hope you can always search it off of a moogle special if you're playing mono wind if it's something that you need sure so so maybe i, I it really depends i i think depending on if there's any like you know like some backups that are going to stick around like you know like it's obviously it's great against maria in the mirror match or um, trying to think of some other like legitimate, you know, higher cost backups that Win just couldn't deal with, like a maybe uh, Ali, Say, Ali Say um, is a huge one. Minor, yep. Uh, Moogle FFCC, yep. See, uh, there we go. Like we're already naming some like real ball buster cards yeah. here that now they can just be like, oh, Moogle special, Alexander, break that, and that just because sometimes, and also too, like the the Wind Water decks, so, sorry, just the Mono Wind decks that are playing Yuri and Chalinka, just. Being able to like, all right, well, I'll break that Menphilia before you get a chance to use it. Like that's huge too. Yep. And then yeah, I mean, it also does hit some forwards that are that are relevant, right? Like Yuri, like Dotaluma. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, all those guys. Well, because it also it's also good because it also gives mono again gives wind an answer to forwards that now they don't have to play a Chaos Walker and let them play something else for free. Now they can be like, all right, that Yuri's dead. Okay, yeah. that Dottaluma's dead. All right, that Zidane's dead. So I, I, I think it gives them a lot more answers. And it, it, I I think it's a really, really strong card. And the fact that it's not a burst is just I, I'm 100% okay. Oh, this, yeah, this, this, if this was a burst, it would 100% see play. Like, I wouldn't even have a doubt in my mind. The only doubt that I have now is when decks that are being played right now are pretty tight on, like, the summons that they're running. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I think yeah. finding room for it is going to be the hardest part. Yeah. And, and then, um, when, and then, like I said, with the people that are like saying hope, it's like then you have to make even more room for mm-hmm. this card, you know? So. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. And I, I just don't. I think in mono wind, hope isn't necessary because you have Moogle special. Like you can just run like one or two copies of this. You know, you sure. can still run like the three Diabolos, the three Chaos Walker, and then you can just be like one alexander or maybe two and then you're just kind of adjusting maybe your forward count or something or yeah. or you're doing a two two split with chaos and so i mean it, it, you've got some options um but i think it's a good card and it also the big thing about this is this seeing this summon breaks the cycle of the other two summons we've seen of which the is ones a that, great thing <laughs> oh, yes it is oh my god yes it is the fact that you know because the other two summons we've shown the bahamut and the ride i believe it was mm-hmm. they can only be paid for with backups and i'm like well those suck <laughs> um, but then you see this Alexander, and it's like, oh wow, we actually have a, a summon in this set with like downs. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully this means that uh, each color is going to get two summons. I'm hoping that's what this means. So yeah, no, that's uh, huge. I think that's a, I think it's a great card. But uh, what 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 else do we have on the on the plate, Adam? What so else the, we got? What's juicy? So the next bowler is a three CP standard unit uh, for wind. It's an archer, seven mm-hmm. uh, like K ta- tax advance one. Mm-hmm. For two win tap, uh, put it into the break zone. Choose one forward, deal it ten thousand damage. I like this card a lot too, and it's um you know obviously you know wind water is something that yeah, th- there is a there is a definitive way to play it, but standard units is still something very viable. The fact that you've got a, a, a forward that can you know put ten k on something, which it's killing most things at that point, yep. and the fact that you can like get it back with gladiator and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I, I think this card's good. I think this card is okay. I have a question for you. I, I think standard yeah. unit is the only thing that saves this card. And I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. If it was not a standard unit, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Do you play this over Dorgan? Uh, so like man. so so Dorgan's a card that doesn't see play right now, right? Dorgan's a three CP, six K. I'm talking about the old Dorgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the good ta- Dorgan. Yeah, tap, remove him from the game, remove something else from the game. 
So uh, the advantage, I, I think so. all the Does advantages it... to the to this card over that card, I feel like. So it's one k more power, and mm-hmm. the standard unit job title is is probably mm-hmm. what helps it. Mm-hmm. So because what is it? it's a three CP six k, right? Yeah, Dorgan's a three CP six k. Yeah, but he removes. He like Dorgan's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and on the plus side to this, right? Because even at the worst, if you're playing like the Windwater standard units, this thing will be a three CP eight K with like Ark and Maria on the board, oh, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. So, and it, it becomes like a piece of removal that if you need it, you can just be like, all right, put ten K there. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I, I think well, and with, you know, with Dorgan, yeah, you can argue well he'll be a three piece three CP seven K if you've got Maria out, and you know, yeah. I, I, my thing is like if you're playing this just for the removal, like if you're playing it for the standard unit thing, and it happens to have removal, I think you're fine. But I think if you're yeah. playing this like where your thought process is like, oh, it's a three CP that is going to deal ten k, mm-hmm. I think you should just play Dorgan. That's kind of where yeah, I'm at I, right now. Yeah, I think the fact that it's a standard unit, it gives it a lot more luster. Um, I think it's a great card for limited. Oh personally. yeah, hundred percent. It's a really good limited card. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and um, like I said, I think the fact that it's a standard unit is what makes it what what kind of what kind of puts it on my radar a little bit. Just I, the fact that you can that. you can search it with brawn, you can search you can get it back with gladiator. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's just kind of it's just something that you can keep taking advantage of. Yeah, so. I I agree with all those points. I, I think standard units mm-hmm. what makes it like a lot more playable. Yeah, I agree with that. And obviously, I, lo- I love the artwork on it. I, I like this new crop of uh, tactics advance one art that we're getting in this set. So I- I'm a big fan. Yeah, and then uh, the next card was uh, people were bringing up on the stream a lot yesterday. Is uh, it's a uh, Prompto. Oh my god! So he's a six CP backup. So he's he's pretty expensive. He's Earth, uh, and he's an EX burst, category fifteen, obviously. Um, his EX burst is when he enters the field, choose a forward opponent controls. If the opponent controls four or more forwards, remove it from the game. And then his second ability is when he enters the field, choose a forward opponent controls and break it. Oh, this card is nuts, and the fact that it's only a rare is really, really good. Um, and and the reason I say it's nuts, like, and it really kind of got brought to life yesterday. Like right now, this meta, it's it's a very go wide kind of meta. You know, okay, like, you have your Stola. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you go wide, you play your Stola, and you're just like, cool, you can't do anything. Yeah, like this card doesn't give a shit about Yustola because like you'll stop one of the two triggers. And, well, you'll first. be able to. You just remove Yustola from, the, or you can remove. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. I guess you could target two things and see what she wants to do, or you could just yeah. choose to remove her if you want. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, and the fact that like it's it's you know in this day and age like especially like the way Wind Water plays all its value like we watched yesterday like just where you have a Wind Water player they go from like zero to five forwards and they still have four cards in hand and then like if you like just go prompto mm-hmm. you're like. You just just such a ball buster, and then like decks with you know Layla Viking, you know Layla Viking into this and this, and it's just like all right, well they're dead. Um, I, now is it good in every single matchup? No, but in the matchups that like where everything wants to go wide, which is uh, the majority of them right now, like I think Prompto is going to be a card that sees a lot of play. I think the card's really really good. I think it's interesting because uh, I think in Mono Earth, Shantoto just isn't a. Like, she never feels that great because your your game plan is, mm-hmm. is always to stay on board, and Shantoto never feels that great. And, unless you're, helps that. And, yeah, unless you're able to be, like, kind of one-sided with it. And mm-hmm. so that's why you see Mono Earth decks, they don't... I mean, typically they'll still run one or two because it's like, I want to have access to that, and they need oh, to yeah. be scared of this card. And I don't know if he's going to replace her, but at least now you have, like, a one-sided effect that, like, gets the board back in your favor. Um, Absolutely. He, he is expensive, though. Uh, the burst is kind of nice. However, I don't know how often the burst is, is going to hit because mm-hmm. they have to have four. Uh, another cool thing is is he can always burn a Lewis shield and then kill her. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's just a just a one stop shot. No, granted, yeah, it costs six to kill her, but sometimes that's just worth it. I'd do it. 
If I'm on yeah. two, if I'm oh, on yeah. two backups and, and they're on and they play a Lua off one backup and start swinging at me, I'm mm-hmm. pitching two and playing this guy and killing her straight up. Yeah, yep. like, that card is, is so hard to kill that like mm-hmm. if you can develop a backup from like if you can efficiently play him off two and develop a third backup and kill a Lua, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I, I'll play that every yeah. time. Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's a good card, um, and I'm glad to see uh, we just got we got one more member of the gang left, and I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, that's so, that's uh, probably the most exciting part of this card for me is now I know we're getting an Angus, and that's my favorite yeah, character in the game. Exactly. So I, I hope he has a special that's called "I Found a New Recipe." <laughs> if, if he's just a searcher, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But um, if anybody's a searcher, and I, I pardon me for my ignorance because I I've only I've only played through 15 once, and it was a long time ago, and I didn't really care for it. Uh, but I like the characters, the story. I, I, but I've already told Hunter I'm going to give it a fair shake, and I'll give it another chance. I think if they have a searcher, it needs to be uh, the mechanic, Sid's granddaughter. I just can't remember uh, her name. Yeah. yeah. Could you refresh me on her name? I can't remember. Uh, what was her name? No, I'm drawing yeah, a blank. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like you. Cin- you know? Cindy. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know why I was drawing a blank for a second. Yeah, Cindy's her name. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with like if she's a searcher or like you know one of the classic – Tap this back up. Give this fifteen character plus one K or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd be fine with any of that. Yeah. So the next uh, the next card is another six CP card that they showed. This is the last card they showed for that tournament. Mm -hmm. I think like after finals are over and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. So she's a six CP win for Fina. So we've seen Dark Fina. Now we've seen Fina. Mm -hmm. Um, Beautiful mono art on this, by the way. Mono art, Brave Exvius. She's a nine K. So she's, I guess, on curve, right? I mean, I guess they're, they're yeah like. Six and five is kind of like nine k is, is where you want to be. Um, yeah. So we have our first instance of basically kicker in this game, right? Or boost yeah. if you're familiar with versus. I, I, I think didn't they call and I think in the chapters they called it like overdrive or something like that. I believe they called it overdrive in chapters, yeah. But this doesn't have a keyword. It's just kind of like it says if you pay extra. So yeah. So essentially, it says if you pay the cost to play Fino into the field, you may pay an extra three wind. So and it's three wind. So it has to be mm-hmm. all wind for the extra three. So basically, she she'll be a nine cost. Uh, when she enters the field, you select one of the following two. If you pay the extra three, you get to get you get to use both. Mm-hmm. Uh, deal five thousand to all forward opponent controls. Activate all characters you control. I like this card a lot, and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. One, it's just insane amounts of value because it's you know the immediate combo that comes to mind is like this plus Valifor. Yeah, that was the Wind first water. thing I thought of too. Yeah. And then you get the fact because you know here's the thing. Like I don't even care about the the kicker. Like I, I think you're never gonna pay that and if you do you're probably just gonna win the game. Oh exactly. But, yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Because I feel like in Wind Water you just kinda do all your stuff. You end with Valifor, you're ready all your backups, you play this thing, and now you've just done 8k to their whole board. It's like, alright, well, I guess I can kind of do whatever I want to at this point. Yeah, she lets you save, the, you know those you know those plays where like they, you play two Valifors, mm-hmm. and, you, and you like you kill a bunch of stuff? This mm-hmm. card lets you play her, mm-hmm. still play three Valifors. Now obviously you're going to have to cut something, and I'm not sure what it is yet, and, and I'm thinking it might have to be Bart's, which I'm not sure if it's right. Yeah, but um, you, you could even you could I could even see you cutting like one Bart's for like one of these. Yeah, or something. and and you the reason I mean? yeah the reason I say that is because those double Valifor turns the worst part about those turns for you and not that they're bad at all is that you have mm-hmm. to use two Valifors right. So like yeah. now you're telling me I, I, this is a perfectly feasible turn. Mm-hmm. I I can like be on five backups. One of them's Juno, right? Play Pain mm-hmm. or whatever for free or not Pain. Pay like play like Zidane for three. Steal mm-hmm. a card. Cast Valifor, activate my backups, play Pain, draw a card, mm-hmm. and then tap four, pitch a card, play this, and now I've literally played 
three forwards. I've done 8K to your board, and now I have a 9K, a 7K, and depending on how many cards in your hand, you know, three or another 7K. And I stole yeah. a card from you. Yeah, like it, it, that just seems insane to me. I think, and obviously, this card is a legendary. Um, I I think it's absolutely fantastic. And then, and that's just the wind water. Like with on wind earth, you can just crack Sybil, play this thing. Then, if you're feeling froggy, you can if you're playing because I, I think this kind of pushes you if you want to. You that the wind earth Yuri Chalinka might actually become a little bit more viable, or this yep. maybe gives you a reason to do that because then you can play that. Uh, play epitaph search for chalinka play chalinka now you've done 7k to your opponent's board before you've even done anything yeah and also let me remind you that uh this is all it activates all characters so Yo, so cactar cactar this boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly yeah it's nuts it's absolutely nuts um I, I think this card does a lot, and I think you can even do wacky things with it in Mono Wind as well. You can do some, you know, Yuri activations. Play this. Activate all your characters. Do some more Yuri activations. Yeah. Even with like Alhanalim, right? Like, if you have Yuri Chalinka yeah. established with Alhanalim in the back, mm-hmm. and you play this, you have five backups, you, pl- you tap four, you pitch a card, you play this, you tap Alhanalim, that's a 8k to the board as well. Yep. Um, it, it just like, ma- the only thing that makes me sad about this card is that, like, <laughs> Wind has access to better AoE damage than Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just yeah, don't that, get that. that but, but other than that, like I think this card's great. Yeah, I I one hundred percent see this card as just an immediate. Just it's an immediate impact player. It's yeah. just one hundred percent. Which is what like, you want out of your five and six costs and seven. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And then the fact that like even if you were playing like really like saucy like okay, it, it, take all of the the established stuff out of the equation, and we're looking at like just brave XVS as we look at these new cards. Yeah, obviously, Wind Ice is something that you know is on our radar with Brave Exvius. Being able to play like Laswell or attack with Laswell off of that after doing five K to something, and I got well, that thing's frozen. Or play that, do five K to the board. Renoa, blink that, do another five K to the board. Um, like, I, th- I think there's some really wild stuff you can do there if you're playing like Wind Ice Brave Exvius. I think there's. And then the fact that you can have her and maybe Dark because her and Dark Fina can both be out at the same time because they're not. The same I believe character. so. I mean, it doesn't say anything that says she can't, and they have two different names. So yeah, so just like being able to play that. If, if, obviously, this is a massive CP turn, but being able to like play that, you know, pay the kicker, do five K to the board, play, and, and then ready your backups. Play Dark Fina, play a Diabolos for free. Like I, I think the card just enables a lot of really insane turns, and I can't wait to see it. I, I think there's so much that card can do. Yep, and then yeah, the card's good. Yeah, for sure. And then next crop of spoilers uh, came from their fanfare over in Japan. Yeah, which was this this weekend as well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was like literally happened like last night. I guess which is like their t- today. I don't know time travel. Man. <laughs> oh, where's Gabe at when you need him? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the first one of those spoilers is Moogle Knight. Uh, he's a three CP five K standard unit. Um, mm-hmm. Tactics advanced one. Uh, art art looks really sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. He has brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, again, he's he's a little under curve. Um, yep. But if he receives damage, uh, reduce it by three thousand. And if four forwards forming a party with Mugu Knight receive damage, reduce it by three thousand. I'm mm-hmm. I'm on the fence on this card because I don't like that he's a five k. But yeah. But he always reduces damage by three. So really, if you're trying to use damage removal on him anyways, you're gonna have to spend over the curve to kill him. Yeah. Um, so he could just be kind of a, a sticky nuisance of a card and. 
The fact that he's an Earth standard unit is huge because I know you can play like that Earth Warrior of Light that's really big on standard is, units. Is that and, three or less or two or less? I can't remember uh, the number on that. I, I will take a look because um, I, I want to say it's three or less, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember if he says three or two. And that was Opus 6, right? Correct, yeah. Opus 6, uh, I think he was either an H. I think it was an H. He was. Uh, it's two or less. Poop. Yeah, yeah. so you can't but, quite play him. Yeah, you can't do that, but you can still get him like off of the Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, too, um, you know, the fact that he'll get bigger off of that coming into play, and then you know you can use his S to make Moog- that Moogle in 8K. So, I mean, and also, that thing makes a really solid carbuncle target. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I think maybe maybe like Earth, Wind, or Earth, Water standard units with Carbuncle could be good. Yeah. Because um, um, I mean, you can play some of those. Cause, and then also too, like you can just play some of those lower, like the you know, like it makes Knight really good. It, like that thing with like Minwoo on the board seems pretty okay. I don't even know if you need Minwoo, right? Because like a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, so this, so Alhanalem's never gonna damage this. Valifor is never gonna damage this. Yeah. Um, you could Diabolus it, but it's. You know, you're still not killing him with the things I just stated. So yeah. that, so then your your combo in Wind Water to kill this card becomes uh, mm-hmm. Diabolo's Chuchu Lane. Sure, <laughs> and 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 that's I'm I'm fine with my opponent wasting. Oh that. yeah, I mean that's that's a ton of CP to kill a three CP five K. Uh, the yeah. the thing is, I think you need to I think you have to get him a little big. He does have Brave though, so if you can get yeah. him big and threaten mm-hmm. with him, I think he can be good. I just need oh, to, I need to see it. Because like right, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing right now. It's like I, I feel yeah. like he's good, but I just I need to too. see it. And, like the fact that he, like you said, he has brave. You can attack Carbuncle, and then now like now you've got that thing threatening on defense with with the known Carbuncle. So it's like, all right. I mean, maybe maybe yeah, maybe Carbuncle Graviton is the way to go with this guy. Maybe that's yeah. what you do. Yeah, because because he, he's at that sweet spot. He's at that five k. So it's like, yeah. and you don't even Graviton. you don't even need to do it, right? You just he's as brave. So you're just like, I'll attack. What do you want to yeah. do? Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think that card's really, really good. Um, but I, I agree with you. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of high points, but you know, the fact that he is a three CP five K, like, um, you know, he, he's being a three CP, just does make him susceptible to like some of that just hard break a three or less. But at the same time, too, like the damage removal, don't give a shit about because it's going to be reduced. Yeah, any of the pingy stuff um, is yeah. going to be is going to be hard for that you to kill with him. But yeah, like you said, like anything like Odin or things like that are going to mm-hmm. kill him. As but well as like too, any any power reduction that sneezes on him is gonna kill him yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, like something like a uh, uh, Layla Viking Cloud of Darkness on that thing is like, oh, well, that sucks, you know. But I, I, but then at that same time, you could just be like Carbuncle Graviton. I'm a yeah. nine k. And even then, yeah, the more so. the more I think about it, all the plays that we're talking about that kill him are spending more CP than you spent on this card. Yeah, and then the fact that it's like, all right, well, Gladiator, I'll put him right back. Yeah. So the more I think about it, I. I I, now, now, now that we've talked about, it, I think I want to play this card when it goes. Yeah, that card, I think it's good. I think it's really, really saucy. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I uh, hope Dan and John are listening to this. I feel like this, this card is, while it's not a prince or a knight, I think it would actually be just such a, just a beater in the deck that they're playing currently, just because it's just, it's so sticky. Yeah, it's do, so sticky. I do think you want gladiator and stuff in decks, and I don't know if their deck has room for stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but like I do, I do like the idea of that kind of stuff for sure. Is it a, is it a multi unit? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Oh, and it's a so it's a standard unit. Standard unit. It's a it's a multi unit man. That could be that could be brutal with a couple of those things on board. And it's like graviton carbuncle. Yeah, graviton carbuncle. Not carbuncle graviton. Uh, graviton. Yeah, carbuncle. Yeah, yeah, carbuncle just, graviton. Yep. So, yeah, like it, it just it just seems like you could just have a really just nasty board of just like just real sticky five Ks, and it's just like, well, what do you do about it? 
Yep. And then, so the next card is uh, Medine. It's a HCP Light Summon. Now, mm-hmm. I've seen two different translations on this, so I'm not sure, 100% sure yeah, which one is right. Because I need to know which one is right, because it makes this card from being bad so, to okay. So the translation that I'm looking at currently says it can only be cast during your turn, but the translation mm-hmm. that I've also seen is that it can only be cast during your opponent's turn. Okay. Um, so I'm not 100% sure either way, because, um, again, I can't read Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. I, I do think mm-hmm. that there, it makes a big difference one way or the other, because... Uh, we'll well, also, to, I, wasn't, I wasn't even talking about that because uh, I believe. Uh, go ahead and read the because I, I think if the last line reads the way it is, where it does that damage to. Oh, it's all. all. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I think that's not great. But I'll uh, go ahead and read the card. Yeah. So if you've received five damage or more, uh, the cost of cast is reduced by two. Uh, it okay. costs eight. If I didn't state that. Uh, Oof. And deal nine k damage to all forwards. Yeah, man. Like the fact that it's just it's a it's a symmetrical 9k to everything like why why do i want to do that i'm not sure um i i'm trying to wrap my head head, head around it too I, I it might be good in title though uh i mean this, yeah, this is a nine category summer. nine right yeah, yeah. i mean that'd be the best piece of removal i have because chances are they're gonna be on the ropes most of the time anyway and it doesn't target which is a big deal in title oh absolutely absolutely um, but like yeah in standard um if you can only cast this during your turn i don't know I think there's negatives yeah. to both. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And then, yeah, I mean, if you have like, five damage or more, playing this for six probably feels decent. Uh, it's, it's expensive. It just feels clunky. Like at that point, I'd much rather just play. Uh, I'd much rather just play Zodiac. Yeah, or uh, or Ultima. Right, Ultima costs yeah. five if you have a Life Orb, and it saves your Life Orb. But you don't have to mill a ton of cards. So I guess that's the thing here is that this. There's no mill. It's just pay yeah. six. Or, probably kill mo- two, most things. But, for that amount of, amount of mana, I'd rather just play Saban and do Rising Phoenix. Yeah, you know what sucks? This doesn't kill you, Stola, either. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, and neither does Saban. Yeah. But the fact that the fact that like Saban could like attack and potentially force your Stola to block. Yep. That that like that means he's has a better chance of killing your Stola than that card does, and yeah. it costs really. It co- technically costs the same amount. You're paying S two fire two colorless for Saban special. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much eight mana. So I mean, yeah, I guess the, actually, the more I think about it, it, hopefully it's during your turn because if it's during only during your opponent's turn, that gives them another chance to like play more stuff. And if it's during yeah. your turn, they have a lot less options. So right, and then but I also feel like too, if it's during your turn, you also have a lot less options because you're playing eight CP sure. at, at the most. You're paying six for it. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I I hope I'm missing something on this card because I feel like this card just it. It, it, it's big. It's it's a big doofy card, and usually big doofy cards tend to tend to do something more. Yeah, the, than... the art is sweet. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just like that Bahamut. Like I think the art is fantastic, but yeah. I just I want this. I hope this card does more. Uh, the other thing that this says to me is that we're getting a dark summon. Yeah, that that's that is quite possible. Yeah, I mean, I, was it was this a legendary or a this heroic? is heroic? So, okay, so the dark summon will probably be legendary, which means that. Rain will be a the light legend, and the other mm-hmm. guy that I don't know his name will be the dark legend, the guy from Brave yeah. Exodus. Mm-hmm. We've seen we've seen that art. Yep. So, all right. So the last one, and it's probably the most exciting one. Oh, I think that people man. saw is uh, Luna Freya. Mm-hmm. So she's a four CP water backup, category fifteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know her job because I can't again can't read Japanese. Um, if you control a category fifteen forward, the cost to play Luna Freya is reduced by one. Mm-hmm. And then here, here's where it gets like really crazy. Right? Saucy. Uh, during your opponent's turn, if a forward you control other than light or dark is put from the field into the break zone, 
you may put Luna Freya into the break zone. If you do, uh, return the broken broken forward to the field dull. That's that's just nutty to me. And I, like uh, while we were talking about this card, like Will Buckley just rattled off like ten cards that would just blow, like just so abuse this thing. Obviously, uh, Yastola comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, the the Gabranth that stops damage. Like play Zodiac, pop Gabranth, put Gabranth right back. Yep. Or I mean, even um, if even just to prevent one point of damage, uh, yeah, from Gabranth, which they played around, and then you yeah. break Luna. Like, they had to play around like preventing two points of damage at that point. Yeah. basically. And, and that's nuts. Like, and then the fact that you could just do it with Noctis, you're like, all right, triggers uh, Noctis fights. We'll trade. All right, I'll put Noctis right back. So if you attack, he's gonna fight again. You know, like I just think there's some real like the. I think the card's really really neat. Like there's yeah. a lot that it can do. You could do like um. Anyway, obviously, you're gonna be looking at ETBs and stuff. So maybe yeah, like oh yeah. Yeah, maybe wind wa- wind water. I don't know if that's gonna be worth it, but because you'd have to pay full price. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, have a Bart's out or whatever. If it trades, or they do a bullet that you play Bart's again, then you activate everything, including the Bart's, so you can block again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could do. I mean, there's just a lot. I mean, and then yeah, any kind of break effect that would normally just kind of leave you without the forward, like like Yastola and Gabrant, like those type of abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to bring them back to the field does sound really nutty to me. And again, exactly. I, th- I think like on paper, I think she's nuts. Uh, I, I want to see what people do to abuse her, but I mean, there are definitely a lot of ideas, and I know we have like a lot of those too. And, and, and it's a May ability, right? It it is a May. Yeah, which is huge, and this is the water legendary, I believe. And the fact that that's a May ability is just absolutely nuts. And like, and what's really good, obviously, you know, again, I'm looking at Wind Earth on this one, and not just the fact that it's a you know a 15 character. I think that's just icing on the cake, because um, normally it costs four, right? Yeah, it costs four, but it is a water backup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a water backup, so chances are you're going to have a couple backups down. And then the fact that if you have like Noctis or Gladio out, you can just play this thing for three. Or um, is, is it say 15 forward or character? Forward. Has to be a forward. Okay, that's fine. But um, like the fact that you know I, that this thing is a May ability, so if you have that, if you have that turn where it's like, I right, well, I can sacrifice this, you know, to get the ability to go off again when I bring it back. Like mm-hmm. it, it, the fact that you can pick and choose is huge. I, th- I think the card is really, really good. And I hope, I, I hope it plays as well as it reads. Yeah. And I think Renoa plays really well into this too. Oh uh, yeah. Cause Renoa let you blink anything you want. So mm-hmm. like if you have a Nidog and a Renoa and now you're just like keeping Renoa up as a blocker, mm-hmm. they have to think about like, if she dies, do I have a way to deal with them blinking their Nidhogg again on exactly. my turn? So. And then you look at other cards too. You just look at, um, you know, um, another great example is the Light Warrior of Light. Play that thing, break it, get a card, uh, get a Warrior of Light, and then you're like, all right, well, I'll break this, put yeah, it back. Sure. So you could be playing like Water Fire Warriors of Light, and you can just be like, all right, well, boom, now it's back, and I can do it again, and I get to, I get another card off of it too. Oh, yeah. So like, I, I think, I think there are some neat applications, and it, it, this is a card I am actually really excited to brew around because you know, obviously, like I said, I'm. While I didn't care for the game, I really enjoyed the characters in 15. So, like, the fact that we're getting more of that is really, really awesome. And the fact that this plays well with some really powerful cards already. Like, like the, like the, the wind water, the, being able to use Yastola, just, uh, again, just like, the fact that now what's, you know, now that I've broken my Yastola to stop something stupid, now you have to worry about me breaking that. Which, in wind water, like, that could be fine. That could open up my backup line to let me play something else. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and that's I mean, huge. Yeah, I mean, she's, she has a ton of possibilities, I think, and I'm interested to see yeah. like, what people do with it. 
And I'll bet it's going to be a beautiful looking foil as well. Yeah, I mean it's a mono art, so. Yeah, so you know it's going to be a beautiful foil. So yeah, I think the card's really good. I, I, I'm so so honestly, man. Like outside of like the the summons, like the the only pay for your backup summons, like every card has been like really really solid in this set so far. Yeah, I think I think the set's shaping up to be really good and hopefully like meta defining. I, I hope it's like nothing broken or anything, but I do want to see it like shake things up for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I really want the status quo to be shaken up. Like, I want to, I want to go to a tournament and sit across from like my opponent, and yeah, I'm fine with them playing like Wind Water, but I want to see like new stuff. Or if they're playing Wind Earth, I want to see them playing new stuff. Or if they're playing, you know, I can't wait to see like a bunch of Wind Ice Brave Exvius stuff, or mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of standard unit decks. Like, I just, I, I think a lot of the stuff it's worth giving other archetypes a second look because you know especially as you know people learn how to play against the stuff like people know how to play against wind water people know how to play against wind earth but now you start bringing damn moogle knight carbuncle to an event they're gonna be like i don't know how to deal with that yep. you know what i mean or i don't know what to do to deal with that yeah for sure. so, and, and then that's a, and then that's another card where you know if you're playing again wind earth standard units here you got that luna Frey out all right well here's my moogle knight i'm gonna bust it we're gonna trade okay i'll bring it right back yay we did it you know they're just some really stupid stuff to do i love it mm-hmm. yeah no, I'm, a, I'm a fan for sure yeah so then yeah man, i think that, yeah that's, that all the, that's all the spoilers yeah man well that's got my blood pumping that's for sure there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff coming down the home stretch and it's what march 22nd is when this set comes out sounds or right 28th sounds right yeah so can't wait for that. I know pre-release will be right around the corner, and that's going to be really exciting. But um, you know, that wasn't the only exciting thing that happened, Adam. Uh, yesterday was the RVA Petite Cup, and boy, howdy, what an event it was! So, you know, first of all, I'm gonna—I want to just say before we even start that thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that came out, everyone that tuned into the stream. Uh, it was just such a great experience. Like I just, you know, I hadn't had this much fun in a while commentating, obviously since the reunion, because it very, it felt like that again. You know, just you know, me and Adam hanging out, just calling all the shots all afternoon, just cutting up on stream. You know, having people come through to the uh, the couch confessions and just, you know, just 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 having a great day of cards in this community. And the fact that we saw a lot of new faces was there was a mm-hmm. lot of new faces, and I think a lot of them were local. I think a few were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of touch on that a little bit. And the fact that, you know, we had, um, you know, we had almost 80 players. 76, I believe, was the final count. It was. Yep. 76. Which is, exactly. that, that's huge. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'll be putting the top deck, top eight deck list up today. It was a it was a it was a stacked field, man. Um, it was basically uh, all the killers on the East Coast. Yeah. Came out. Pretty much. Minus a few, like, you know, Sam Tool wasn't there, mm-hmm. Andy Carmona and yep. Jonathan Ciordio weren't there. But, you know, like a lot the usual suspects were there. You know, we had, you know, the guys from Tampa come up, Sam Prime, Ian Valise, Alfred Clausen. Uh, Serena came up as well. And they had, they brought their uh, buddy Jacob with them, who actually did very well. He finished uh, top 16 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, you had uh, John, Dan, and PJ from Jersey come down. Uh, you had Nick Chanel, um, you know, Tracy. All those guys came down from PA. Uh Gabe unfortunately was not with us the, today. Uh, apparently, his his car exploded with him inside of it. <laughs> no, that, uh, no, I, I, I keep exaggerating the story. I guess they had uh, the car they were supposed to come in broke down. And uh, I do want to give a super super special shout out to Andrew Good for coming down and judging the event, and he has also offered to judge the Crystal Cup for us as well. Yep. So you know, big shout out to you know, and. Again, like if you look at all like the posts that we've seen on Facebook uh, since the event, like everyone has just had a, has had a super positive uh, response to it. 
Um, just the fact that everyone was like, oh man, this, this is how you run an event. This is, you know, this was crisp. I think everything ran smoothly as well. And the, the fact that we're getting that high praise was, a. Uh, was great. Um, so I guess we'll start. Adam, Adam, what were your thoughts on the whole day overall, man? Because I think, oh. uh, I think, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you no, off before good. you get started. I think you, you personally, I think you deserve a massive pat on the back for putting, you know, the overlays for the stream, getting all the equipment together, getting everything set up. Um, you know, obviously, I think you were the backbone of this entire operation, and I definitely don't think it would have been as successful without you putting in the extra effort. So, big thank you and big shout out for that. Yeah, I mean, that means a lot, too, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, the best part to me, man, was, like, mm-hmm. looking, like, opening the doors of Battlegrounds and, and just seeing, like, 80 people playing Final Fantasy. Dude, nuts. Um, it was so nuts. That was definitely cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it made it made all the effort, like, worth it. I mean, yeah, I put, I put like, all that stuff together. I did all the slides. I did all the layouts. I mean, they might not be the best thing in the world. I'm still learning. But uh, I feel like we're getting there. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, and then the stream had a few hiccups from time to time, but I think it's things that we can fix. And I definitely want everybody's feedback, like positive or negative, no matter what, um, so that we can like constantly keep improving that. I know every I haven't heard a single negative thing, which is great. Um, but I definitely know there. I have some notes of some things that I definitely want to improve as far as the stream goes. But as far as the event goes, I don't know. Like as I feel like we did great. Like I mean, the battleground staff was on it. They ran like rounds were like pumping out. Uh, there wasn't too much downtime even in between rounds because we had the raffles. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and big shout-outs to Matt Rice for uh, sending us that care package full of uh, sleeves and stickers and, uh, you know, what else was in there? We had um, Laswell promos that we were giving out. Yeah, we had um, the uh, – We the, had some dice in there to yeah. give out. Um, Bond sent the wind water dice. Yeah, big shout-outs to Bond for that, man. Thank you so much for, you know, for for contributing from so far away. Um, then, you know, we had Austin, uh, donating, a, he donated a deck box to the cause. Like it just, just like the community really came together once again. And like, and that's huge, man. Like the fact that, you know, like we take care of each other and, um, I know, you know, I definitely want to repay the favorite old Matt Rice. At least, I, least I can do is get the man a beer, but I definitely want to, you know, if there's an event up in their neck of the woods, I'll be returning the favor and sending a care package that way as well. Sure. Um, yeah, dude, just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, the fact, <laughs> the fact that. A, a new T-shirt was made from this event. You know, Kayla put together the uh, the the big dumpy T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty funny. I mean, you know, we, we had our usual stream where like there's just things happen. I mean, there there's a lot of nutty moments on stream, but I don't want to get ahead of myself like too far yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, first first off, yeah, again, like you said, we had 76 players, mm-hmm. uh, so it was it was seven rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to watch you know all the rounds on Swiss. Uh, looked mm-hmm. pretty pretty grueling. Like, I mean, it was a top eight cut only, so. You had to like have a good day to get there, and yeah. not, not only two X twos I think made it into top top eight. Oh yeah, yeah, um, a lot. It, it, it's and that's a brutal day. Like best of one going X one and X one XO and best of one is tough. Like it is absolutely tough. And uh, I, I don't I don't think we had a single undefeated. Steven was close. Steven lost his last round to uh, I believe to Colin Rupert. Yep. And so we had no undefeateds on the day. Yeah, we had zero undefeateds. Uh, and then, I mean, even some of the local guys did pretty well. And I, I told them, like, I know Matt and my brother went, uh, you know, positive in their record. And I was like, I was, yeah, like, they were four and three. I was like, you should hang your head high. Like the, the, the field, I think most people were like three, four for the most part. Yep. And, and I mean, that's not a terrible day either. It's not the best. I mean, obviously you want to uh-huh. do better, but I mean, uh-huh. everybody there like was a killer. Like everybody there knew for the most part what they were doing. There is definitely a few things here or there, but, um, I mean, it was, it was a hard field for sure. Yeah, and, and this was, you know, to like you said, to bring uh, – now, Drew obviously has not touched the game in forever. Like, I don't think Drew has touched cards uh, like the Memorial Day event, like Opus 5. 
I don't think he's played since Opus Five. So the fact that he came in with four three and like not being you know, on on like father sleep, which means no sleep, you know, finished four three. And this was this was Matt's first, like Matt Diorio's first, like this like this was his first taste of like hyper competitive Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And he was playing a very like like a deck that by all like by all rights is tier 2.5 or 3 you know what i mean at best yeah so the fact that you know hang your head high matt like you had a great day of cards and you know don't don't let that like you know i I think you were proud of yourself we were all proud of you man like that's to me that's you know and you guys had a good time like the fact you you know even like shazad who's you know a newer player and you know kind of comes and goes with the win um, he said he went one in six, but had just an absolute awesome time. He just loved see he loved seeing a number of people here playing the game and just hanging out and having fun. And to me, to me, that means like just seeing that's, people. That's with what I that like to mindset. hear. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Like because I just want more people playing the game. I don't care how they get their fun, as long as yeah. like they get their fun out of it. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and like the rap, people were enjoying the raffles. Like it just and, and again, and Battlegrounds did a fantastic job. You know, like I felt like this whole thing was a culmination of just all the hard work those guys have done. You know, big shout outs to Daniel Jones who actually got to play in the event today, so he was having fun. Uh, you know, Will Buckley, Ben Dutton, Mina, all these guys just really, just really working hard to make sure that we were able to get what we needed for this event and just for just for the community in general, man. Like we we kept building. We kept building, and they were behind us 100% of the way. And like this, like I think this was like the culmination of that. And I can't wait for the Crystal Cup in July. But let's let's talk moments, Adam. Let's 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 talk about the event. Yeah, so I guess, not, outside of like the the because yeah. like we're, I guess we're just super humbled by how well this thing went, and we're just we're just really happy that everybody else was happy. It was like it was it was like like a like a mom watching her kids eat her <laughs> cooking. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. Yeah. So so for Swiss, there was some exciting matches for sure. I mean, I, I know Steven had a, quite a few close matches on stream. Uh, I think the big thing in Swiss for me was Amethyst, man. Like oh, yo, a- Amethyst coming with the ruckus. I don't. I'm not sure. I've never met her before. I, I think she might be from Richmond. Yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> uh, she she like asked to be part of our page. I don't. I mean, again, that doesn't necessarily mean Richmond, but I've never seen her before. Um, yeah. and I think her and maybe her boyfriend. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Signed up and yeah, she came to play, man. She I mean, she brought the the big doofy Earth deck and oh, yeah, which which made me really really happy. And the fact that hers was different too. Like she was running. She was like all about Vincent. Like just it was there was like seven Vincents in the deck and death penalty left and right. Yep. And, Greg Cole would have been happy. Yeah, and I think she went um, X, X one. Yeah, it was either X one or X two. But I think uh, she was. Either, I think she was either the seven or the six seed. I, I can't. No, remember. no, she was. A, she was the fourth seed. She, oh, she only was? went X one. Okay. Her only loss was to Steven. Okay, yeah, yeah, and that happened on stream. Yeah, because every other match was like thirty seconds. Like, like she's every turn. It was just like you know, like she the, the she did with that deck what big doofy Earth decks do. It's like here's a bunch of forwards. And yeah, and every time we turned the stream over, like if she was like a backup match or whatever, it was over in like three mm-hmm. seconds. <laughs> yeah, so like she, she was actually one of my favorite people to watch, just because like a like you knew she was a new player, and I think you know that that all really started coming through. And then what was and this is what was really cool. Before I start breaking down some of the stuff that we saw, the fact that like the people like guys like John and Spencer and, and even Steven, like when they were playing against her, like you know she would like. She had Vincent Yuffie. She would she would before she would attack with Vincent. She would death penalty, and John was like, you know, hey, you know, Yuffie gives Vincent brave. You can attack first, then death penalty, so you can still be like just kind of like showing her like the little nuances because you know for a deck that is big and doofy, there mm-hmm. are there are still a lot of like things where you have to like sequence right and decide when sure. to hold back, when yeah. to go. 
Um, and like, and I think, you know, we saw a lot of that when she played against Steven, when she tried to back up Raubana as a day and Steven was like, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we saw a few mistakes and that's going to happen because obviously she's a newer player, but I hope she keeps coming out. And if she is oh, a, yeah. a Richmond player, I hope she starts coming out to our locals for sure. Cause yeah, I, I think, I think she could definitely like, keep growing. And I mean, there's something there for sure. So. Yeah, and keep playing that big doofy deck because uh, I think that's a deck that will, I don't think I think that's a deck that's not going to go anywhere. Um, just because it's one of, it's to me that's like one of those like dredge style decks that like it, if if it becomes too popular, people will know how to tech against it and beat it, but then it'll start to disappear. But then so, it, it, it's like Golbez in a sense where it's like, all right, you better you better be prepared to deal with this onslaught. If not, you're dead in three turns. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, think totally agree I think it's still a very real deck, and it made me happy to see. And yeah, she she did a fantastic job for you know. And this, I think this, she actually said this was her first tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, fantastic, fantastic stuff. And then uh, yeah, so yeah, a lot of great moments in Swiss. Um, let's see here, trying to think of uh, some other good ones we saw on stream. Obviously, we saw um to talk about Jacob, uh, the other Florida guy. Like he was playing uh, and not a lot of mono water for Soya. Yeah, the mon mono water. Yeah, they were just decks. playing dudes. Yeah, like they were just playing the dudes. Yeah, and this guy was playing like Galdez and Tonberries and Camelonauts, and it was working very well for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, Galdez Tonberry seems pretty disgusting to me. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. And then uh, Colin was like back. Colin Rupert, who also made top eight, was uh, playing mono water dudes as well. Thankfully, and like I said, the big thing is uh, he had two Cloud of Darkness in the deck, which made all the difference in the world. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can. Go to top eight, right? So, so first seed was Steven, right? On yeah, Steven was first seed. He was on uh, he was Earth. on Wind Earth. Yeah, cla not like the Urianje build. He was on the like the the classic one. Which when I I use the term classic very uh, loosely because the deck now seems to really enjoy running three Yojimbo. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I guess that it stops people from trying to swing at them if they have like anything on board. Because uh, oh, yeah. normally Earthwind is a deck where you're not super scared of bursts, like outside uh -huh. of like the one or two Chaos Walkers they might run. Mm -hmm. And the fact that all of their forwards are, you know, like decent, and the fact that they'll get that plus three from the Yojimbo, it's like, especially if like Noctis is on board and that thing flips over, oh, mm -hmm. it's party time. It is party time. Yeah, because now Noctis is a 10k, and, and if you want, you can fight two things. I mean, you'll probably yep. lose Noctis in that instance, but yeah, it might Which be worth it. It's one hundred percent worth it because then you'll just like because the deck runs three knock this year. Like, all right, well, here's another one, go. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the number one seed. Uh, the number two seed was Alfred Clausen uh, on Wind Earth. Uh, sorry, Wind, Wind Water, like he was in uh, Tampa. Yeah, pretty similar. Uh, list. I don't think there was that many differences. Yeah, actually, I think one. Uh, I think the only difference is he was running one Oracle. Okay. The Oracle backup, which is I think is great in a, in just Wind decks, as you activate because it does activate all your characters all, or just all Wind characters. All characters. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good saucy one of it. It's two wind and tap and break, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, and you know, obviously, still on the Bismarck plan, um, which I think is great. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And then, uh, the then the three. third seed was Colin Rupert. Yep, on the mono water deck that we just talked about earlier. Yep, uh, running only... three Minwoo as well. Yep. No, uh, no Fasoya, three Minwoo, and then Legend Steiner were probably the biggest like stand standouts for me. I think. Yep. Yeah. And then the uh, the number four seed was Amethyst. Uh, again, she was on the big doofy Earth deck, and she had seven Vincents. Uh, the the one like that like the one thing that was different, um, and I think it's something that could easily you know change. Um, she was running one copy of In a Cross backup, which not necessary. Um, and yeah, one Yuffie, you yep. could easily cut the In a Cross for a second Yuffie, and then you'll see that Vincent Yuffie so much more consistently. Yep, that, and I also think. Uh... 
I would probably pick a different Vincent if you really want an extra Vincent other than the rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it could just be a thing of like what card she owns, man. Uh, and it could be because yeah. again, she's a newer player. Um, yeah, and, and no critique. She slammed, just yeah, absolutely yeah. slammed people. So, and then the number five seed was Ian Valise, the uh, winner of the Tampa Petite Cup, and he was on, you know, the Earth Lightning Lulu Control. Was that card for card the same? I I, I didn't look in detail, uh, but it seemed very very similar. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to yeah, do like a comparison, uh, but yeah, because I've got it right here. I mean, I'll have to pull up the other one and look. But yeah, another race Felgar was in there before. I, I think it is. Yeah. Like I legit think it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you won with it. Watch change a yeah. good thing. Yeah. And, you know, and you almost did it again. Yep. Yeah. Came really close. His and Sam's set was extremely close. Yep, and then uh, the I was number five, and then the number six seed was uh, the droid bounty hunter himself, LT15G, William Lowe. Yep, and he was playing well all day, too, on Ice Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know, he, he, he's, he's really good at that deck, man, and obviously that list has not changed a bit. So yep. That's the same one he played at Nats. It's the same one he played at the LQ. It's the same one he played at the Keyblade Cup. Same deck he played. Uh, yesterday, so like that, that that deck's not changing. He knows how to he knows how to pilot that deck. And anytime I see somebody play Final Fantasy six cards, that just makes me really really happy. Yep. And then uh, in the seventh seed, we had Hunter Nance, the Ranch Master himself. Uh, I was not expecting him to play Mono Wind. I honestly thought he was on Earth Ice. Yeah, I thought so too for most of the day because he didn't get on stream. And then yeah, he showed up and he was. Uh... Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we'll talk we'll talk about uh, some of his nutty plays because I think uh, I think he had some of the most exciting like stream worthy moments. In I hundred percent. I've already clipped a couple. I hundred percent agree. I saw he shared one too. So, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I already I agree with that. Yeah. And then rounding out top eight was actually Sam Prime, the eventual winner of the event. Playing a hey, believe it or not, I, I I actually really like his deck. Um, I I I, I like. I'm glad to see somebody playing monsters, and I know he has kind of an affinity for them, and it's something mm-hmm. that he really enjoys. And I thought the deck was actually like, even just watching it work. Um, it, it clearly it's a it's a you know how Hunter has his decks. This is definitely a Sam Prime deck. This is a deck that obviously he built. He knows how to play. I'm pretty sure if someone else tried it, they would probably not play it as effectively. Yep. Um, but I, like the deck would really revolved around making uh, Zagnol like a very very potent threat, and there were a lot of cards that could activate it. Yeah, I was I was happy we got to see some Ozma specials. Uh, Gigas oh, is yeah. still really good. The card's insane. Oh, really good, I think. You mean big? You mean big dumpy? Big, big dumpy. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. forever, forever that will, that's what that card's name will be. Yeah, and the fact the fact that like, it's I. I all of, like I said all of my Gigas, I, I've crossed the name out and actually written <laughs> big. And, and that was card i would ever use so i was like this guy's just like and, and it just came from like the thing like one day i was just sitting here and i was just like man this guy's just such he's just such a big just a big old dumpy <laughs> like, they're, they're not a dumpy he's just a dumpy that's all it is and then the fact that like that has come to life so uh if anybody wants the the <laughs> watch out for big dumpy t-shirt kayla lockwood has them going on right now and uh you know appreciate the shout out on that because uh if you look at the the gigas on the on the t-shirt he's got a sick rva tattoo on yeah the which shoulder, is pretty which is awesome. also yeah. very meta in more ways than one yeah i think mamodi also did a ton of work for sam as well dude mamodi mamodi with big dumpy she it's like it's like she just like <laughs> dumps some scotch down his throat and says go get him big dumpy that's yeah, really so what she's doing it was really cool yeah you know see it and then you know, of course like the opus one cloud of darkness also oh yeah saw and uh hilda from yep. opus six that's i know that's a that's a top eight johnny card if there yeah. ever was one and then you know i'm like and watching the matches in top eight like calbrenna did a lot of work calbrenna kept him in games just by yep. just being there i agree um she's really hard to deal with and i think he also made a meta call where he was like i don't think that many people are going to be playing sin here and then yeah yeah i mean no i, I think i saw one 
saying and yeah. that was just from me like walking around all day like when mm-hmm. it, we were either on breaks or you were interviewing or whatever i saw mm-hmm. one sin uh so. and, and, and and you know what's really crazy like you could easily like if you're playing monsters and i i was thinking about this you know i think you could easily go back to playing monsters um and you could easily splash yastola in some of these monster decks to protect you from cards like sin like those oh, auto yeah. abilities and you stuff de- like you definitely that. could um I think the issue with the old monster deck that I used to play, I mean, I'll talk about this mm-hmm. for like a second, I don't want to go on a tangent, is uh, Cobalt mm-hmm. Droid, man. Remember how good we used to think that card was? That card sucks. Oh, that card, that card gets shit on now. He gets shit. That's what I'm saying. I think that card that car can just get replaced by Big Dumpy. Yeah. So. Yeah. B- Big Dumpy or Zagnaw can just come in and just, well, just tromp and stomp their so, way across the red zone. Yeah, here's the issue there is uh, the reasons you ran win were Cobalt Droid and Valifor. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're running win just for your Stola, yeah, it, you get to that point, which is why Sam was only running Earth Water, right? Which is yeah. probably, probably the better and way al- to go. And also, too, if you're playing like Shantoto, like you, you know, and you're playing dark cards anyway, you could. I could even also see the argument for like, you know, throwing in a Camla not in a Chaos just to be able to play Yishtola. But th- we're talking about a whole different deck here. But it's something mm-hmm. like, like the way he played the deck was very effective, and I think if. I guess I said all that because if Sin does become a thing, I think the deck and the archetype can easily adapt to that card. Yep. Oh no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I guess let's let's talk about some of the matchups really quick. So the the first one for sure that comes to mind in the first round of top eight was Hunter versus uh, Alfred. Uh, Hunter versus Alfred, man. Like it was, and uh, obviously, go, I, I urge everybody to go back and watch the the vod on Twitch. It's um, clipped now, by the way. That that one play, if you just want to see the one play, oh, it's yeah. clipped. And the fact that, like, now, granted, the reason it, it's in a it's, it's in a few pieces, and that's just because the uh, the, the way the yeah, yeah we uh the, the way the cords were, and we'll have this ironed out for the crystal cup. We'll make sure we like tape that thing down or tape the cords away so we don't trip over them. We'll move the table over to the right a little bit. Um, we kept like tripping over the, the 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 router or the modem, and it just kept unplugging. So there was like three times where it's like, oh shit, the internet went out. Let's put it back in. Yeah, I think it was five times actually. Yeah, yeah but the, the play the play you're talking about Adam, let's let's go let's go ahead and you know let's, let's talk about that clip for so a second. I, I remember i remember it because i mean obviously we were commentating it um mm-hmm. so we missed the first turn and hunter had played two backups turn one which is pretty good for mono win like definitely oh, yeah. like two two cp backups it's pretty great uh and then i i, I want to say turn two he curved out into an Alaria, got a chalinka played an Aerith. Mm-hmm. Untapped his backups and then played another backup and went straight to five backups on turn two. I want to say that was mm-hmm. the order. I'd have to. Yeah, it, it was real up. fast. He ramped um, up real fast. Yeah, but I'm, but I know it was two. two yeah, I know it was five backups on turn two. And I remember saying, I was like, man, I was like, Hunter is so far ahead right now. And mm-hmm. then Alfred played turn one, you know, which great start. And mm-hmm. then uh, another two CP backup and then taps two and plays a Riku. I'm like, oh, okay, both of these starts are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hunter plays a Bartz for free, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's left with, like, Yuri and Barb in hand. Yeah. And I remember, ta- like, we were talking about it. I was like, do you, you know, whether or not he should play the Yuri, is it worth it? And, like, yeah. I said no, and not 100% was wrong. Uh, and he, so he plays he it. Tapped to, he tapped two, pl- pitched a card, played the Yuri. And I think he still had only, he had one card in hand after that. No, I think he was empty-handed, right? Or, it? No, it might it might have been, been one card. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, at, at, anyway, at that, at that point, I was like, okay, he's decided to go aggressive. He's fine. And so Alfred draws a pain, and I'm thinking like the pain's gonna come down instantly, right? He's gonna draw a wow. card, and honestly, I think he probably should have ordered it that way because he, he probably is less likely to get blown out. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, hindsight 2020, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He plays the Diabolus off the three backups to target the Bards and set the wow. Yuri to 1K, which automatically shows Hunter that there's a Valifor in hand, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and oh, absolutely, because you have to hard cast it. Now, to keep in mind, this um, – so the, what's transpiring here or what's getting ready to transpire is something that – it was an out that Hunter kind of played to in game – because this is game two. Game one, this was something that, like, he was trying to get and, like, it, it just didn't come through. Yep. And so – so Hunter's like, all right, well, I guess I'll draw a card with Yuri, see if it's the Aerith, right? And he, he, he like, peeks at the top card of the deck because he's already, like, tapped his stuff to draw. And he immediately flips the Aerith on top of the other Aerith, and you just see Alfred's hands go up in the air. Like, like what am I yeah. supposed to do about that, right? Like, how do I beat that play? Yeah, you, you don't. Like, the game, like, that, like that, that moment right there, the game was over. Yeah. Now, and, granted, now granted, Alfred... And, and and this this actually shows growth uh, as a player from Alfred because like you know against Muhammad, which obviously he got his revenge on in this uh, in this tournament because um, he beat him in Swiss. When Alfred like when Alfred like just got beat by Muhammad in top eight, like he 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 was like, he was hurt. He was hard on himself. He went outside. He had a moment, and like like Muhammad just played nuts. And then like Hunter just got the top deck, boom, and that was a blowout. It was just like you want to talk about like you want a Google blowout. If that YouTube, if that clip from Twitch doesn't pop up, then there's something wrong with the internet. And the fact that like yeah, he had a moment where he was just like, he threw his hands up in the air, and you could see him like start to kind of aggressively like flick with his cards. Like he kind of held it together, and he he started to claw back into the game. But like that was enough of a of a turn. And Bartz and Yuri were able to capitalize enough, like for over the next couple turns, that I mean, it just didn't matter. Yeah. On top of that, not not only was that like just a, a massive blowout and ruined his entire turn, now mm-hmm. he has to pass, and then Hunter just archers the Yuna. Like, yes. As soon as as soon as that happened, like the game, the, I, I mean, the game was it, over. It was over as much as I hated to say it, it was over. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so Hunter was able to take that. Um, Sam was able to beat uh, Steven. We didn't get to catch all of that, but we got to watch like the tail end of the line. It looks it looked pretty hard for Steven. Like Sam yeah, was able yeah, to just and, kind of set up and, and go. And when I was talking to Sam uh, after his match, he said Steven actually played the match very well and actually adapted very, very well to that. It's showing growth as, uh, of Steven as a player as well. The, Sam said he played the match very well and it was difficult. And Steven uh, played around a lot of the uh, a lot of the trickier plays. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess I will say that. So the top eight people were able to see decklist, everybody's decklist before rounds. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then Colin was able to beat Will. Uh, I watched the mm-hmm. tail end of that because uh, it, it almost went to time. Um, yep. And then uh, Ian beat Amethyst, which was another one of those things where Amethyst, I think, was just a victim of a poor matchup because because the the event the night before, which we'll talk about, we'll kind of backtrack and talk about in a second here. Uh, that's the deck that Ian played, mm-hmm. uh, the big doofy Earth deck. It, it wasn't the same. He was actually running the two drop light Yuna, which I think is a smart play as well because you have usually have so many summons in your break zone that you're just probably discarding like the Odins and crap that you're not using. So I think that was a fun, that was a, a really fine call. Um, so yeah, he just knew the deck. Yep. He just knew how to um, na- maneuver around it. And, and that, that was kind of the story at top, uh, the first round of top eight. Um, Cause we were talking, we even said on stream, I was like, man, you know, wind water just does what mono wind does, but just does it better because of Yuna and Valifor. And we were just like, Hunter has to navigate himself around this match. And game one, he did like, he knew oh, yeah. when to, he knew when to play cards. He knew when to hold back. And they, I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking, I mean, he's a world's quality player. Clearly you know, he, he had the alpha move. He was wearing the wood, the, the world's uh, the U S team world zip up. And, you know, the fact that he just he knew how to maneuver that matchup. And then, yeah, game two, if he doesn't top deck that Aerith, he's, he probably well, loses game two. Maybe, or we don't maybe. know. I, but it puts him. It puts him way far behind. Yeah, I mean, he's still on five backups, and then, you know, he's gonna be able to drop stuff that keep going. But yeah, it's definitely a very different game if that doesn't happen. Yeah, because sure. because if we were to like speculate, so he doesn't flip the air, he just draws a or whatever. 
Uh, so then he Alfred casts the Valifor, readies all his backups, plays, plays a the pain, draws another card, yeah, and then probably and plays he, something else like a backup or something. Yeah, the, yeah, the, like the turn completely plays, changes. Uh, plays like an Alaria or something and gets a Chalinka or something. Yeah, like, I think I think the, the just the tempo like that 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 play if that play doesn't get blown out, it is such a massive tempo swing oh, in Alfred's yeah. favor. And I mean that says a lot about like, how you, I, how you beat with water, right? Like if you mess up their sequencing, you can oh, yeah. crush them. Oh yeah, if you mess up their their goofy Valifor Diabolos turns, like, and they have to, like you said, they have to pass without finishing their turn. Like, you've set them back so far. But on the flip side, if they get to finish that turn, they are so far ahead. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's either feast or famine with that deck on the turns. If they if they do their stuff and they're unimpeded, you're you're just behind. If they don't, then you're in a good spot, and you better hope that you capitalize on it. Yep. Yeah. Then so then those guys moved on to top four. Um, and mm-hmm. which Sam, and we had the, the Sam top four Ian. rematch from yeah, and that was a really ahead. grindy match. Uh, Sam versus Ian uh, went yeah. like, all the way down to the wire, almost went to time. I think there was like a minute left on the clock. Oh yeah, yeah. This oh they they were running the two minute drill, and then uh, we also had Hunter Nance versus Colin uh, Rupert in top four. Yeah, well, um, yeah. The, the, and then there was another play ahead. in that game that was also pretty pretty insane too. Or oh not, yeah, not as yeah, insane, well, but still like really cool. Oh, it, it was a ball buster, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, the 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 Sam versus Ian match was really really good, and uh, Sam, Sam, I mean Sam, just kind of took him. Uh, I, I think he had him pretty dead to rights in game one. Uh, game two, Ian was really clawing his way in there, and the fact that like Alua was doing work, and really the MVP in that matchup is Astinian. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, Astinian is what won him the game. And then in game three, when like four. Three of his four points of damage were Alua, Alua, Estinian. The game was over just right there. Yeah, that was pretty rough. He was able to yeah. stay at it for a long time, though. Yeah, uh, just and, recycling his backups with Lulu and you know getting ready, just keeping, just keeping bodies on the board. Yeah, he, like, he played smart. Like he knows how to play that deck better than I've, I've seen anybody else play it. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, the Ranch Master strikes back. Just uh, yeah. So uh, I, I guess, yeah, if you want to talk about this one too, because I think this one's just as saucy. It's a uh, it's it's not as big of a blowout, but it kind of is. I mean, we had we were saying it like the entire time. We were like, okay, Collins on six, and Hunter runs two Adels. Like, if, yep. if if he draws the Adele, the game's probably over. Hunter had played a Refia, and I'm like counting his characters, and he was one character short of bumping anything in response. Uh, mm-hmm. But his board was nuts big. Like it was like Cloud of the Darkness, Refia, Layla Couple, Viking. I think a Knight was on there. Knight, yeah, and and then. Uh, Hunter had like one, one or two cards in hand. Neither were the Adele. Uh, he draws his two cards, and one of them's a Mog, and he has a Mog on board, and he slams the Mog down so fast. Searches yep. his deck, the fastest I've ever seen. Plays the Adele. Like, <laughs> turns it sideways, taps one to make it unblockable, and then like extends the hand. Yep. Like there was like the, the dude was just an insane. Just his top decks and in top cut were absolutely insane i mean that's and 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 like people complain about top decks and even sometimes i'll be like a little bit salty about it but at the at the end of the day you got to be like they put those cards in there to do those things like oh yeah and and when that happens pretty lucky yeah in the moment you're like man that was lucky but also you have to be like you know there was thought process prior to the event oh yeah why they're running those and and these lines they're thinking like hunter runs mog to be able to search for cards in his deck and and adele's a win condition right yeah, um, it, it says she she is like the win condition in my if if you look stop don't look at Yuri and you look at Adele, Adele is your finisher like yeah. she is your closer get her a cup of coffee she's she's gonna finish the job and like and we even looked when Colin was looking through his deck there at the end there was not a single Adele in that break zone and there was not a single one in damage so we knew that no they were both in the deck yep 
So, and having the Mog S's in there, I don't know how many he had seen that game, but he essentially has, you know, four Adele's in the deck. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's the way he has it built, and so yep. like it, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be variance in card games, but it's like, oh yeah, you know, and this is another one that if he doesn't win that, if he doesn't win that turn, Colin just wins yeah, straight up. I think because so too because he, he can't deal with the the refia shenanigans at that point. Yep. And then yeah. yeah, so then after those two won, um, we were gonna have finals, but then everybody was tired, so uh, we ended up splitting. And there was, if you go back and watch the stream, there was like a negotiation of like what prizes were gonna be where, who was gonna take what home. And so Sam ends up getting the trophy, so he'll he'll end up getting credit for for winning. Uh, but I'll well, yeah. So listen to the way Sam said it, like because uh, obviously that like it, it we're it we're approaching you know almost 10 o'clock at night and we had been there the tournament had been going since like 12 30 so in, this game can be grueling seven rounds of swiss you're playing best of one and then you're already mentally wiped and now you've got to play two out of three sets in top cut um so they get to finals and like uh, say i guess sam approached hunter and said hey are you would you be interested in, in splitting you know we're tired i'm hungry and uh hunter looks at it, he's like well what deck are you playing he looks at the list and uh he sees like cloud of darkness and Shantoto and all these board wipes he's like yeah i'm interested mm-hmm <laughs> So they uh, and I've got like the uh, so pretty much in lieu of a grand finals, we had a just a fantastic negotiation. Like we were like not like we were looking at like the Treaty of Versailles signing or something <laughs> like that. Like so, I've actually got the uh, like they, they, they they're talking and Hunter, Hunter's like because I guess they're like initially like talking. Well, I want this. I want this. Well, I also want this. Well, I want this. And then uh, Hunter's like, well, do we want to itemize everything? get me a pen and paper and i immediately run back into the office i'm like well i guess we're gonna have a grand finals one way or another so i, I cut the stream on and i tell people what's going on and th- th- it was a mixed reaction um i get it i see both sides of the coin man like i get it like this was a great tournament full of killers and you watched it, just a really fantastic top cut and you got to watch and then in the finals you got to see you, you would get to see two world-class players at this game go like hunter nance versus sam prime is like that's a great match and i mm-hmm. think these two decks i would like to see how they maneuver around each other but also too like they're exhausted like yeah. i see both sides of the coin like it's a late day like I, I as much as i enjoyed sitting there i was i was beat too i was, I was ready to i was ready to call it too mm-hmm. yeah so I just I literally just like if you go back and watch the grand finals, it's just them sitting there with a pen and paper drawing with each thing what it's mm-hmm. valued at with an arrow going one way and arrow going the other. The best thing is a, a play mats value zero with a line through it. <laughs> yeah, that was hard to put that down. But yeah, I mean, and that, that was pretty much the event. So all in all, I mean, it was it was pretty great. We, we always we obviously got to raffle off a bunch of stuff that we said earlier. We got to gunsling for a little while, give away some chapters, foils. Yeah, that was actually fun. Big big shout outs to Austin for um because you know we had that hour break where we let people go get food and you know you guys did deck checks and all that. And I, I like I uh, Jimmy, you know, shout outs to Jimmy. He was like, hey, does anybody want to draft? And I was like, yeah, Jimmy, that's a great idea. So I, I made an announcement. I was like, hey, if anybody wants to do a draft with Jimmy. You know, go see Jimmy over there, and like he got a pod. He immediately got a pod. Got two pods. 16. Yeah, how, that that's awesome. Like that's so awesome that we did that. So we kind of did some impromptu side of this, and I was like, you know what? We've got time to kill. So I grabbed my my Earth Fire deck and my play mat. I'm like, hey, and uh, who wants to do some gunslingers with me? Mm. And people were like, oh yeah, like I, we got like five people lined up like right off the bat. And uh, Austin was like, hey, you want a gunsling for some chapters foils? And I was like, that's such a great idea. People love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, right off the bat, like, Adam Duncan was like, he was trying to leave. He was like, no, I'll play a game with you. 
and then uh, then I, I got to play against Mike Hunsinger, and then John Schreiner. And then by the time I got through those three games, and then you joined in with some gunslinging, Andrew Good joined in some gunslinging. So so we got we got, and then I know when you know when everything kicked back off, we went back and did commentary, and like John and uh, Andrew sat there and did a little more gunslinging, which was kind of awesome that they were kind of carrying the torch for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like all in all, being able to kind of you know, do these impromptu side events to keep people sticking around for a little bit because I like a lot of people stuck around through the whole thing, which was really really awesome. And the fact that we were just able to kind of you know something that we hadn't planned on, just kind of like you know what, let's do it. We've got the time to kill. Yep. So like I think the, the event was just absolutely fun. Like it was as tired as I was at the end. It was completely worth it and then going out to dinner again with everybody i know we had like initially planned to go to like texas day brazil but by the time we got out like a lot of stuff was closed yeah yeah even on a saturday and you know so we found this place called the flying pig which is all actually i've never been there and uh we hung out and we got to we had dinner together you know it was us the tampa guys jersey boys and we you know got to laugh and giggle about monster truck rally and uh talking about uh tech decks you know the little finger skateboards we just 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 cut up for the rest of the night man it was just a, just a great just a great way to culminate the event and i like i couldn't have i couldn't have asked for a better saturday like i really couldn't yep. have i 100 agree and uh, i did touch on this i did want to mention like so the friday night i know not everybody was able to make it into town but i know the jersey boys came and the tampa guys came so i was like hey let's kind of just throw an impromptu event um you know and Buckley was like, yeah, well, what we can do is we can do $5 entry and top four, we got in store it to cover their entry fee for tomorrow. I was like, that's an awesome idea. That's a really dope prize. And then I was like, I can, I can put together from the, and one of the pro- things from the raffle box was something that uh, a play map that Matt Rice had. I was like, cool. Why don't we give this to first place of that event? Mm-hmm. And so we did a, it was we we capped it at twenty. We got sixteen players for the twenty on the night before, and we had a fun little event. Like um, you know, we had four rounds of Swiss with a top eight cut into top four, which uh, Ian Valise uh, ended up winning, which was awesome. The top four of that was a uh, uh, Luke Shapiro from Richmond, uh, John Schreiner, uh, Ian Valise, and I think Ser- oh, was it, was it Alfred? Oh no, yeah, Alfred, yeah, Alfred. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. Serena and Sam were in top eight. Serena yeah, and Sam yeah. did top were top eight, and then uh, I want to say the other two people in top eight were. Uh, uh crap, crap, crap Ron crap, crap, crap. Ron yeah Ron and um Dan no it wasn't Dan no it wasn't remember. Dan Dan uh Dan had a rough Friday he uh t- t- he I guess there was something I guess he messed up when he was doing his deck because somehow he had, he, had he had former he had proxies okay because yeah. he had four Marias and four Yishtolas in his deck yeah he took the proxies out and they were proxied over those cards yeah mm-hmm so yeah, so. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And, I mean, the weekend in general was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, it makes me more excited for the Crystal Cup. Dude, yeah, the Crystal Cup's going to be bonkers. Like, you know, we got, you know, almost 80 for this one. I know we'll get well over 100 for the Crystal Cup. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, so if you, for those who are, you know, familiar. Now, granted, I know Virginia is a little bit different. Now, what will be really nice is it'll be summertime, so there'll be a lot more to do and well the, the weather did kind of suck it was just wet and rainy the entire mm-hmm. weekend like it like the sun i believe has now finally come out like it was just wet rainy gloomy and cold the whole weekend and this weekend it's a uh, the crystal cups like on like what fourth of july weekend or the weekend after that the weekend after the fourth of july it is fourth of july weekend like okay yeah. so like there'll be stuff to do so if you're if you if you are planning to come to a crystal cup and you want to come to this one, like it'll be a good time because the places are going to be open later. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor things to do. If you want to catch uh, you know, some sort of, there's always going to be like fireworks and crap going on for 4th of July. 
You know, I, I could I might even work with Will Buckley. We we might even be able to turn this thing into like a cookout too or something silly like that. Um, I know that's a lot of extra work and I don't want to bite off more than we can chew. Mm-hmm. But We'll, we'll see what we're looking like as it gets closer because that could be something we could do because we love doing cookout events at Battlegrounds, um, you know. So you know, maybe maybe we could slap a little extra on this Crystal Cup for the weekend. But it's already going to be an awesome weekend. So if you're on the fence, if you're on the fence and you miss this one, don't miss the Crystal Cup. You're you're going to have a great time because, you know, the prizes here were great. Um, but there's a world's there's a world's qualifier on the on the line here. So. Yep. You know, you, you don't want to miss it. And, you know, Opus 8 will be a thing. And clearly from the spoilers we talked about, Opus 8 is a very, very interesting looking set, man. But, you know, It might overall, be Opus 9 by then. Uh, it, actually, you're right. It might be. It might be the beginning of Opus 9 or we're coming down the home stretch of Opus 8. Yep. So um, either way, man, it was just a fantastic weekend. And I couldn't have asked for another, uh, just for, for a better weekend. Just every, everybody was great. Everybody had a great time. And, you know, it was fantastic. Yeah, so. I think that's it. I don't. I don't have any anymore. Yeah, no. Um, you know, just be on the lookout as far as things coming up. I've got. I'm going to be recording my next change my mind video this week. Um, we're going to be talking about Noel, uh, the Lightning Legendary from Opus Seven. Yep. Um, we're going to be talk. Um, obviously, I think you know we're one of the things we're talking about. And we'll, we'll either talk about it next week on the podcast, or we'll turn it into a series of videos. Uh, Joseph here this past week. Uh, put out a video about like cards that have kind of lost their luster or just aren't good anymore or have kind of, and he kind of gave an argument for why these cards aren't aren't great. And that that really got me thinking like, you know, because a couple of the cards on there like kind of hit close to home, like Light Zidane was one of them. And I'm like, no, I think that card's still really good. And then like the argument immediately was like, uh, Gaudis is just kind of better. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I think if you, and like, I want to just kind of have like these, these conversations about these cards. And I think that's just such a smart video to do mm-hmm. because these are cards that are like Minwoo. Um, you know, I, I think another card that falls into that category, um, it wasn't on this video, but, uh, you know, legendary ball fear is another one that, you know, used to see a lot of play, uh, forward VV is another one that was on that list. So like, these are cards that people, that you know, people have fond memories of in earlier sets that just don't see a lot of play anymore. And I'd love to like have a discussion on those. So we, we may either do that in video form, or that may be our topic next week on our podcast. Uh, we'll just kind of see how the week goes. But uh, you know, be on the lookout for more content. I know the, um, you know, I'm going to post the top eight list deck lists from the Petite Cup here as soon, really as soon as we're finished. And I know, um, like I said, be on the lookout for more content. Uh, the videos uh, from the Petite Cup should be on YouTube, I guess, if you have the chance to do it today or you know, whatever. I'm going to have to do a little bit of editing for these ones because they're split up. So it might be like sometime next week. Okay. But, yeah, you can always catch out the you know the video demand on Twitch. So you can definitely check this out. If you if you weren't there, you had missed a stream because you had to work or something, you can go back and watch it. It's all there. We've made sure because I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. So, But also, I did watch the Cauldron Cup the morning of or the – sorry, the um, – which one were we so, missing? The, the one before the series. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that the day before, and then it disappeared too. But point is, I know this one's there, and other people have watched it too. Yep. So, well, with that being said, Adam, I've got nothing else this week. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna put these deck lists up, and I'm gonna just grab a shower and just relax. Yep, I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, man. I, I like I said, I'm actually a, in, in, in my my brain. I'm kind of brewing up stuff, and I can't wait for Tuesday to try some uh, some new fun saucy stuff just to. You know, see where everybody's heads at after you know. Po- po- I, I want to see where where our community is at post uh, petite cup. Yep. So, 
But cool, man. You know, as always, guys, thank you for listening. You know, um, if you were, if you attended the Petite Cup or you watched it on stream, you know, comment uh, comment on your platform of choice. Uh, let us know what you thought. Um, um, you know, obviously, this, like we said, this is the precursor to the Crystal Cup. We want to make sure any kinks we had here are worked out. I, I, overall, I think it ran very smooth, Adam. I don't know about you, but I, I think, you know, as great as this was, if there's anything, there's anything that anybody can think that we need improvement on going into the Crystal Cup, please sound off in the comments. Let us know. Even if, uh, you know, ship us, you know, send us a message on our, on our on Facebook or post on our page, post anywhere. Just let us know if there's anything you think we could do better for you guys. Because that, that's really, at the end of the day, what we're here to do, man. Yep. But with that being said, I'm going to sign off. Till next time, friends. Yep. See you guys later. Toodles. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Bye.